What's up, guys? Welcome into this edition of Brews on the Balcony. Another special edition, Nick, our second special interview edition. of the week. Oh, man, we're just pumping out interviews this week. You know, when people start finding out that we are doing interviews, like everybody wants to be Everybody show. wants oh, it. God, I mean, know? they come knocking on the door. They, the, the phone starts ringing. Yeah. They're sending us emails, carrier pigeons flying in. 100%. We got all these athletes. We got celebrities. We got movie stars. Just, just we're like, lined we're like, up we're like, down Calm down. Street. Me and Nick are very busy. We yeah, can't we get everybody in here. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I took a vacation, so, you know, we know we had to stock content for a while. You took a vacation? No shit. You going out of town? Wow, crazy. I never do that no never do uh no all joking aside we got a friend in studio a great blues mind as well from 590 the fan hannah yates joins us That's to talk uh to talk the blues journey so far and why she thinks that it'll be different from this season compared to 2016 blues take on the sharks once again it'll start on saturday you may be listening to this on that saturday uh and honestly we uh we all picked the blues we'll, we did. we'll give you a reason why we did that but uh all homer stuff aside homer stuff is that all, homer it? stuff homer stuff homer stuff homerish takes Homer-ish. All homers takes aside, we all took the blues. We all took the blues, and you can leave us your predictions by tweeting them at us at Balcony Brews Pod on social media. It's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or leave us a voicemail, 314-877-8597, on who you think is going to win the Western Conference Finals, St. Louis or San Jose, on Saturday. Again, give us your thoughts, LGB, and uh, without further ado, here is Hanny Yates. Nick, we have a guest in studio oh today. Gosh. A new guest that uh, we haven't had. I had her on the TJ Weber show. I guess I think the better of the two shows. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, a <laughs> this this years wasn't ago. a show until I came on the show. Okay, well, technically it was because it was called the TJ Weber show. So, I mean, eh. kind of wrong. But Hannah Yates joins us uh, from oh, Five Nine to the Fan. Welcome. Hannah, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Well, it's 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 a very exciting time here in St. Louis. Obviously, uh, you being a big hockey fan and. Uh, the the top one of the top hockey minds at 590. I mean, it's got to be uh, one of those places that the energy is just going crazy, and you got a chance to be there game seven and uh, really kind of soak it in. It was uh, quite the game, to say the least. It's uh, It's been a great thing for the city of St. Louis in general, I think, financially. Um, just bringing people together. Every game has been fun. I know, Nick, you went to some of the games at the end of the regular season. And you could even feel the energy then. People wanted to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and I got a chance to be in the building as well. Oh, you're as so a blessed. fan, in, well, in the suite. more as a fan, you know. I mean, I, I think I'm a great journalist. I could be, but I was up there drinking some beers, having a good time. A lot of beers, uh, but it was it was awesome. I mean, honestly, just being a Blues fan my whole life and and seeing we have 50 shots on goal and Bishop standing on oh, his head, man, and I, I go, everything's going against us. We're dominating, but it's still tied. We're going to lose this game. There was that's that, the that, blues that was definitely the feeling there. I, I couldn't watch. I didn't go anywhere. Watched it at home. Sat sat on my floor of my room for two overtimes and just stared at the TV, expecting the Blues to lose. Uh, and, and somehow they came out with the W. I would say. I mean, the Blues dominated that game. But it was Bishop standing on his head. He made more yeah. than 50 saves. Oh, yeah. He looked fantastic. Jordan Bennington still looked really great. But you're just used to those times where it's you're not really sure what's going to happen. Right. You know, the Blues have been inconsistent in different games. And there were times where I'd be in the locker room. I'm like, wow, the vibe's really good today. I really think the boys are going to go out and get the win. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was that bad loss. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I was really wrong. You really <laughs> couldn't predict any of the games in that series overall. No, not at all. And especially because I called it two when Dowling. When we went up one nothing in Game 7, I told everybody around us, I said, it's going to be a crap goal by Dallas. They're going to get one goal here. They're going to get at least one crap goal. Let's hope it's not two. 
And, of course, it hits off the ref skate. God bless the guy. He may have not gotten out of Enterprise Center if the Blues would have lost that game. I don't think he would I think people would have rushed the ice and tackled him or something. It would have been uh, lucky for him. It wasn't the first period, so maybe people would have forgot. But uh, as the game went on, we kept getting chances. I'm like, we're going to be tired out. We're going to be tired out. And we go into first overtime, and Bishop still stands on his head. And I go, this is where where it happens right here. It's because he went to St. Gerard Magello. Went to my grade school. Is that why? People out of St. Gerard Magello just come out, and they they do great things. St. Gerard Magello? St. Gerard Magello. Said that so fast, Saint, I can't even. Saint Gerard Magella okay. or Saint Jared Magella, as my grandmother would say. So interesting. He came out there and and I mean he's he was the best goalie all playoff long. Like yeah. He was the he sh- he should win the Vesna Trophy. Is that how you pronounce it? Vesna. Vesna Trophy. Good job, Nick. Thank you. I see. I, I learned something, TJ. I learned something. By the way, I'm just I'm gonna stop. You talk on the top of the mic. You, you know this. This is a one well, dimensional uh, mic. This, you got to talk. Yeah, there I you know, go. I know, but it, it's because I had you talking like this, and it's I, a different well, sound. It's because <laughs> my mic. It's because my mic is turned upside down. Because the thing doesn't stay on the, on the uh, the contraption here. What do you call this? The arm. The arm. Yes. It doesn't it? Doesn't stay on the arm mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. So yeah, but Jordan Bennington probably the best goalie left in the playoffs. Would you say, Hannah? I mean, from my point of view, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at him, and, and when you're looking at goals allowed and you're looking at the types of saves that these goalies are making, I was kind of comparing that. I know we're going to jump into previewing San Jose in the Western Conference Finals, but you're looking at a Martin Jones versus a Jordan Bennington, and Martin Jones had to be pulled in the Vegas series, right? Yeah. In the first round. So you're looking at Jordan Bennington. There was no option there of even thinking about having to pull him in any situation. Um, and he's just looked really good, and he's confident. Man, a few words, as you guys have probably seen in the media. And a few emotions. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy just, like, I mean, wins game seven, and he does a great job, and he was the second best goalie in the game, but still got the job done, and and he just skates off. His, like celeb- his celebration game. was that like... That was the best, Jeff, wasn't it? But like, I love it. They like, score, and he's like, yep, all right, here we go. I feel like your goalie's got to have, like, a, like he's a little, like, you know, crazy, or we don't know what well, he's thinking. I love it. I mean, he's just got, he's I mean, got a chip on his shoulder. It's just like a pitcher in MLB. You don't talk to the pitcher before the game. Right. Same thing, you don't talk to the goalie before the game. And that's what, you know, you have to be. You have to be a little bit weird, a little bit kind of crazy. A little out there. A little, yeah. a little, a little out there. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't blame him for uh, for his actions. If, if anything, I like it, because... The away team fans try to get in his head, and when uh, when they were in Dallas, I don't know who was uh, who. What member of the media made the quote, but asked them about uh, Montgomery saying the Dallas coach saying, you know, uh, whatever interaction he had there. I guess w- was Bishop after game. What game was that? Where where like in between periods he went off, skated off the ice, and he went after Bishop. Yeah, like just yeah. like he whacked t- him, whacked yes. him. Same one and, that yeah, Perron yeah. hit him in the back. And yeah. Montgomery goes, yeah, I think uh, he got into Bishop's head there a little bit. And they asked Bit or or they asked uh, Bennington that, and he's like, who's Montgomery? Had no idea. And like the Dallas coach, <laughs> he's like, oh, that, that was it. Blues moving on to the Western Conference Finals, and taking on San Jose. What do you like about the Sharks? Were you did you did you want the Avalanche? I think TJ and I we were watching the game last night. We would like to play the Avalanche, especially just because what their top line brings, but past that, didn't seem like they really have the depth. So what can fans expect going into the Western Conference Finals against San Jose? Right. I mean, obviously, that was the storyline with whoever Colorado played was its depth versus their top line. Um, And obviously, McKinnon was fantastic, and he really carried them throughout the entire playoffs overall. Um, But with San Jose, there's a lot of different factors in depth overall. Obviously, you start with Martin Jones, who had some rough patches in that first round, but then he can be lights out in games too, you know, and he can make some fantastic saves. So I think those will be, you know, some 
dirty goals that'll have to be scored there by the Blues, but you also have a Brett Burns and you have Carlson defensively. I mean, those are two superstars, right? Right. Right. And they know how to shut them down. Right. And they're good offensively as well. I mean, both of them have been fantastic. And Carlson obviously had a long, rough patch during the regular season, um, but he's clicked. He's been good. He knows how to play in the playoffs. He's been showing up. And um, I mean, offensively as well. You have Pavelski's who's back. You have um, Logan Couture who had just set a record. Um, and I mean, all of these guys, forwards as well, it's it's just deep throughout. And it's kind of compared because you don't know all of the names on their third and fourth lines just the same way as you don't for the right, Blues. Right. right. People don't really know who an Oscar Sundquist is when he's heading in to that arena, but he's a difference maker for the Blues, and San Jose has a lot of players like that as well. It's interesting, too, when we go back to 2016, people have been talking about, you know, obviously the, the comparison. I, of course, you get Cardinals fans and Blues fans together saying how the Cardinals won, you know, Game 7 against the Rangers, and the Blues won Game 7 against Dallas. They make those comparisons. But the cool comparison to me is when the Blues made their run to the Western Conference Finals in 2016, and they took on the Blackhawks round one. Doesn't really compare to this year. But then they do take on Dallas and beat Dallas in seven in 2016. And now you take on the San Jose Sharks, who did take the Blues down in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, is there a big difference between the team we saw in 2016 and the team we see now? And In comparison, I mean, with the Sharks than they are now? I think that overall, the style of play is somewhat similar. They're going to play somewhat of a speed game, but it's going to be a dirty game as well. Um, and the and the difference is, I think the amount of penalties that San Jose takes now, they've taken a lot of penalties, more than mm-hmm. any other team in the entire playoffs in 2019. And so I think that's where the Blues are going to capitalize on that opportunity and try to take advantage of that, draw penalties if they can. The only power, problem then would be the power, power play, play, right? right Hopefully they can produced. pull that together for this round. But, I mean, overall you have an Eric Carlson who wasn't there before. So that's another compliment in the back. Um, and I think that some of these players, you have a Joe Thornton, you have different guys there. Um, Evander Kane. That's someone who hadn't showed up against Colorado right. that much, right? right? right. Yeah. But he has potential, too. Um, and so you have some players who are added to the lineup that weren't there in 2016. But overall, it's a story of depth. And also, to me, you know, you got you, you mentioned Vander Kane not showing up in their last round. But then for us, I mean, for the Blues, you kind of look at Tarasenko and O'Reilly right. being super slow and like not really showing up that much. And they were the two points leaders this season for the Blues. So, I mean, if you have Vander Kane showing up, but then you got Tarasenko and O'Reilly showing up for the Blues. And the difference between 2016 and this year is you got Jordan Bennington. Right. That's the thing. We have not had Franchise a goaltender goal. like Jordan Bennington right. playing at the level he is as a rookie in the playoffs, just standing on his head, it's spectacular. So I really like our chances even against San Jose. Well, that's a difference maker, too. I mean, when it comes down to who wins the Stanley Cup, it comes down to who has the hottest goalie. And like we were saying earlier, you know, Ben Bishop probably was the hottest goalie in the playoffs. And now it was 1A, 1B with him and Bennington. Now Bennington is the hottest goalie. So when you uh, you talked to Baruby today, right? Mm-hmm. You guys spoke to Baruby. What did, did he say? have anything to say about the upcoming series against San Jose? Any key takeaways he yeah. took from that? Yeah, I mean, everything that we've discussed so far, he knows that this is a deep team. He knows that the Blues have to improve on their power play. He didn't hate the way that the penalty kill was going for the Blues, but obviously there's some ways to improve with certain players who are key on San Jose's power play. Um, and so they're going to be working on some of their special teams tomorrow at practice. They actually headed out today. They took a flight at 3 p.m. so 
that they could be there to kind of recuperate, get set in an extra day, and then actually practice on the ice tomorrow. So trying to get used to the arena, get set, and work on those things. Um, but he's looking, obviously, you kind of look at face-offs, and you mentioned Ryan O'Reilly, and a lot of people have been questioning if he's actually injured or if he's banged mm-hmm. up or anything. And he actually said today that he's not. Um, and mm-hmm. Andy Strickland, who is a Fox Midwest reporter, actually confirmed he spoke with them, he spoke with the team and said he's actually not hurt. Um, he's kind of just going through one of those times where it's just not his A game all of the time, but he's contributing in ways that people don't notice. Um, something that he talked about against Dallas in that series is that Tyler Sagan was who he was going on in the face-off dot. That's who he was facing. And he said, you know, Tyler Sagan kind of cheat with his skate a little bit there. And Ryan O'Reilly actually went and approached the linemen and talked to the officials about, you know, hey, this is happening. Can you watch out for that? Mm-hmm. And nothing was changed. Nothing was mentioned to Sagan. It continued throughout the entire series. And Ryan O'Reilly felt like that kind of gave him an edge over him. For and sure. he said, you know, I just haven't felt the same on the face-off dot during those times. Um, and then, as you saw, in the last game, they kind of adjusted that. And Braden Shen was actually taking the face-off from the left circle, which we hadn't seen at all up until that point. It's crazy to see one of your top players just kind of go away, not just a game at a time, but a whole series at a time. Same thing happened with Vladdy Tarasenko in 2016 against San Jose in the Western Conference Finals. He didn't show up until it was elimination time for the Blues, and that was too late. But it's wild to see that happen five, six, seven games in a row. Right. So. Uh, you know, and it was different, but you have people stepping up. Obviously, when you're looking at who has won the Stanley Cup in previous seasons, you see that the top players, the Vladimir Tarasenko's, the Ryan O'Reilly's, they're producing a ton of points, and that's what helped carry them. You have depth that helps get you through the games where those guys aren't on their A game, but those guys have to show up mm-hmm. in games if you're going to win the Stanley Cup. So obviously, it's crucial that they start playing those positions um, and finding ways to score. And I think that Vladdy, although he hasn't been putting up as many goals as people would hope in some of the games, he's bringing that physical aspect that I think is really driving them. One of those, uh, talk about physical aspects, Sammy Blay, that's switching game six, adding him to that top line, and then in game seven, I mean, he was a difference maker. That switch that Baruby made was probably one of the, I mean, the key to winning game six. He scores a goal, and then in game seven, I mean, he was he's all over the place. He's all over the ice the entire game. What, is, what have you seen from Sammy Blay in the couple short games that he's he's made? I mean, I know he's been injured a little bit throughout the season, but his impact is changing the series. I think the addition of him to the lineup caught a lot of people by surprise. Oh, yeah. And you had a Robbie Fabry in there who brings more of that speed aspect. You're really hoping to see the Robbie Fabry in the playoffs that you saw in that 2016 season, his rookie season, and you just weren't getting the same results. And and his play has changed because of the injuries that he suffered from. But you have Sammy Blay in certain lineup. Craig Ruby takes that chance. And it really was because he wanted to add that physical presence. Yeah. And you have to have grit on that fourth line. Right. Mm-hmm. And that identity of that line has changed because because you have an Ivan Barbashev and an Alexander mm-hmm. Steen. Alexander Steen is a skilled player, right? This is someone who's on a big contract, who's usually a second-line guy, right. and he's playing on the fourth line accepting that role. But playing with Sammy Blay adds kind of a different demeanor to that line. And I think, you know, you he scored too. Yeah, yeah, right? he came so right in right off the great, bat. But he took initiative, and he found a way to score, and people weren't really prepared for that player to be in the lineup. Notice how he did the slapper to, like, top right shelf oh, man, if you look in the goal beauty. after Bishop goes down from break slap shot it's like it's like he meant to do that and he says he didn't he says he just saw an opening and went for it well he kind of got deeked out there because it was was o'reilly that kind of faked it out went down in the corner so he thought he was going to pass it, and then he winds up and just claps on the top top of the net i mean that was perfect perfect position that was beautiful what do you do with robbie fabry i mean obviously you got to stay i think stay with blay i mean he's the hot hand two straight wins after putting him in so 
What do you do with a Robbie Fabry? You sit him until uh, the Blues lose? Or, I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, right now, I wouldn't touch the lineup. And I don't think Craig Burby has any intentions of touching the lineup forwards. Yeah. Defensively, Jay Bo Meester is banged up with a lower body injury right now. We mm-hmm. found that out at practice today. Um, and some of the defensemen probably undergoing different things, but you're pretty deep there. You have eight players who are really good defensively. Um, but looking at that lineup, I probably wouldn't touch it. And Robbie Fabry, you know, probably make the road trip, probably be there if he needs to be inserted back into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll be ready to go. But right now, you don't really make any changes after the success. And why would you? I mean, that's just that's mainly any sport too. I mean, if everything's working out, why change it? You know, someone made a good point. I think it was uh, don't fix Charlie Marlowe actually from Channel Two. He was on uh, at five ninety. He made a point about you know the Blues talked about when they started going on this run back in January about picking somebody up for on the defensive side. You know, trying to go into the playoffs and really make a run. And they said, why would you change it? I mean, we're winning now with right. this team, so let's not add anybody else and change up the chemistry. Let's leave it as it is, and it's just worked out pretty well. So Blues are taking on the San Jose Sharks in the Western Conference Final on Saturday. If you're listening to this, probably going to be on Saturday that we're going to be putting it out. So a little preview before the game. So Hannah, what is your prediction for this series, Western Conference Finals? Sharks or Blues? I'm going to take the Blues. Yeah? I am. Um, I think this team, the difference with this team is that they play with heart. And I was trying to compare this team versus their 2016 run in the playoffs. And, you know, there are good feelings during that Mm -hmm. run. But there's a lot of younger players on this squad versus that one. And you had a David Backus and you had a Troy Bauer and you had more veteran presence. But when you make it so far into the playoffs, that's a lot of hockey. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And I think having these younger legs, it's, it's helpful. You know, especially in hockey versus any other sports because the playoffs are so long yeah. and, and and it's so gritty. Um, so I think that'll be helpful. I'm going to take the Blues. Um, I would like Six, it to seven. not have to go to seven games, um, but I would say I would say Blues and seven if I had to make a Blues prediction. Blues and God, seven. Just, TJ, what do you heart, got? I want my heart to chill. You know what I mean? I don't want high I blood know. pressure. Finally, I want to chill and e- win an easy series. But I know it's not going to happen. Like right. if we all sit there and we're so excited about getting to the Western Conference Finals. We're only halfway through. Yeah, it's unbelievable yeah, how I mean, hard it is to win the Stanley Cup. And you saw how high your heart rate was in the in the first two series. Imagine oh what it's going to be like in the Western Conference Finals right. against the San Jose team. Plus the travel time. I mean, you're traveling. It's not all the way across the country. Right. St. Louis to it's San Jose. That's uh, I mean, that's still a long a long travel time. But I think I'm going with Hannah. I think the youth of this team is really what's going to carry them right. uh, through through the uh, through the end of this this series and hopefully through the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, you have guys like a Sammy Blay who hadn't, hadn't played all series long against Winnipeg and then gets inserted. So that's some fresh legs and blues are deep top to bottom. I mean, no, everybody's going to say about that, say that about their team, but the blues really this year, it, it feels like something different. It feels I'm not going to draw comparisons to the 2011 Cardinals, but I am going to draw comparisons to the 2011 Cardinals. You just have a feeling, you know, when it's different and it feels that way. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if that's Jordan Bennington's doing it, but it Partially. always seems like pro- probably because it always seems like whatever blues team it is, you're always like, ah, they're going to find a way to screw it up. They're going to find a way to screw right. it up. And you never really feel confident. But with this Blues team, Bennington and Nett, I feel 100% confident that he can get the job done. And then it's just a matter of can the offense produce, can the power play produce, and can they stay healthy enough through these last eight games. Right. And I was kind of thinking about that goaltending as well. There's a lot of confidence instilled into Brian Elliott during that playoff run in 2016. Yeah. 
but he was exposed in areas. You knew what his weaknesses were when you were shooting against him. You knew how to prepare as a team, and you knew the shots that he was consistently going to save or he really wasn't consistently going to save. With Jordan Bennington, what are his weaknesses? Does anyone actually know on a consistent basis the saves that he's not going to make consistently? You don't. He he has not been exposed yet whatsoever. And he never quits on a play. Like Literally, if you You saw Jake Allen, all the wraparound shots that Bennington has has saved a couple times hit the post, but Allen would not save those in a million years, right. and that's the difference. Is Allen gets the first shot, maybe the second shot. It's those third, fourth, and fifth shots, which Bennington finally gives up goals. We saw it in the early in the San Jose series, giving up a ton of goals because of the sixth shot. He's literally laying on his back, still saving yeah, shots. Right. But the defense has to come up big, and, and that's the thing about it. That's the difference between him and Jake Allen. And you've only seen half a season of Bennington too. That's that's. I mean, <laughs> that's so w- w- with, with all it, the, with all the tape on, you know, on these guys and how important it is watching tape nowadays. You know. When you have less tape to watch on this goalie, you know, San Jose, they don't have the amount of tape that they have on Jake Allen and the amount of seasons. This is Bennington's rookie season, and you only have half a season to watch him. So you really haven't faced him yet. And that's, I think, what the Blues like, having something special in their back pocket. Right. And I know Craig Bruby also talked about, yeah, we'll go back to the tape when we played against San Jose during the regular season. Mm -hmm. But really, teams change so much between the regular season and playoff series that there's no comparison. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What what tape are you going to go off from the Blues from the first half of the regular season? Right. (laughs) That's probably not going to help you too much, right? Yeah, for sure. And so some of those games happened then. So he said, you know, we'll look at that and we'll see, okay, who played really well in certain areas? But really, we're just going to look simply at the last series against Colorado. Yeah, that's what you got to do. And I, I agree with you guys. I'm going with the Blues. We may all be called homers. It's fine. Blues whatever. and four. But I, I do feel different like you guys do. I mean, the only team that seriously scares me right now on the way to the Cup is the Boston Bruins. Yep. Uh, I just oh. feel like it's that team that kind of scares you going into that arena. It scares you. Not saying we can't get past San Jose. I'm not trying to say the series the, is over. They're the two hottest teams in hockey right now. But of the final four, I think the Blues are one, but that's... Boston is one. Yeah. You know what? B, I, mean. I think the Hurricanes might surprise you For a little real? bit. And I honestly, hope so. I'd love have, to see the Hurricanes. Obviously, I, don't think... I have a lot of confidence in Boston. They're deep. They have some great players. You even see Backus step up and get a goal in a big time. Brad Marshall. Right? Can, you, I mean, can you imagine Marchand. Backus stopping the Marchand. Blues from winning the Cup? Can you imagine the storyline on that one? Blues get to Game 7 against Boston Bruins Stanley Cup, and Backus wins the game-winning goal for Boston. That would kill me. Oh, no, my that's God. Not gonna ha- why, do, why do you say that? I'm just saying. Like, why do you say that? How about the irony of that? Why, like, why oh, do you say that, though? I don't know. I, I don't mean Take it. a lap. Take a lap. <laughs> Let's just get to the cup first. But, right. uh, yeah, so, Hannah, there. you say six games, you think, then? No, I said seven. You, you said seven. But, I said right. seven, doesn't want Honestly, seven. Honestly, how hard is it to win a, a series in less than seven games oh. when you're to this point in the playoffs? Yeah. All of the teams are so good, and everyone is consistent in their game, or they're, it, you know, there's little shakeups here and there, but everyone's good. Yeah, so oh, it's yeah. really hard to win in less than seven games at this point. And everybody's got momentum. I mean, right. that's the thing. But the, the one thing I do like to see is that when we played San Jose in 2016, we had momentum, but we had Game 7 against the Blackhawks. Game 7. So we, we were playing right. Game 7s. So we were tired out. Right. And San Jose looked like a fresher team. Now they played one more game than we have, I believe. So it kind of equals it out for me. And like you guys said, you got the younger legs out there skating around. Going to give some younger energy out there. I right. think it's going to help the Blues. And, that, and that's why right now it just seems like there's more energy than there was in 2016, right. which will help them work through all that all that you know tired leg stuff. Right. And when the fir- when the Blues came out in that first game um, in 2016, they played San Jose. You're like, oh, wow, these boys are really tired. Yeah. Uh, this, this series does not look like it's going to go that well. Um, and it didn't last that long, right? So right. That, that, that series did not go to seven games. And you kind of expect that to come and and there are injuries too we have gotten lucky in st louis with the blues not having as many injuries there right right. 
And, you know, that'll kill you. And so you had, you know, some of your top guys injured or they were really banged up. And luckily the Blues haven't had that so far. Knock on Cross our fingers. <laughs> Cross our fingers. For sure. Hopefully it continues that way. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, there you go. You had a clean sweep in the panel. Uh, Hannah, me, Nick, all got the Blues. Uh, Nick, do you say seven games too? I said seven, yeah. I got six. I think the Blues will steal one in San Jose, win two at home, go up 3-1, and then Drop one and then win game six. All right. That's what I think. There it is. There it is. All Positivity. Right. That's Positivity. Right. I'll be positive. Optimistic. Optimistic. I'm going to be one yeah, of those I'm not fans. I'm going to say San Jose. I think San Jose is going to sweep the Blues here in the Western Conference Finals. Clip that off. Chast- Clip it. Clip it. We're going to that. I'll get chastised for that. Exactly. I would get chastised for that. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. It was. Uh, it's, it's hopefully going to be a great Hannah. series. Hopefully it's entertaining, but I, I wouldn't be sad if the Blues swept them for it. This is the first time we've ever been I don't think anyone would be bad about that. I don't think. I mean, I'd love to see a good series but yeah. i also would love to see the blues in the cup so i you know we'll see what happens there it is uh hannah thanks for joining us hey Thank thanks you, for hannah. having me guys anytime first time we've ever been on the on the radio together right? at the same time look at that it's at wild the same time. nick the producer now on the mic yeah cool i know i know i'm moving up in the world that's right it was that's meant right. to happen it was meant to happen <laughs> it was meant to happen i've always said that there you have it. That's Hannah Yates from Five Ninety The Fan. Uh, Nick, obviously great having her in studio and uh, great takes. Amazing. She has she has the, the the most knowledgeable mind about blues hockey in St. Louis, and we heard it here on Brews on the Balcony at Balcony Brews Pod, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, if you want to give your predictions for the St. Louis Blues and San Jose Sharks in the Western Conference Finals, you can call us three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. Leave us a voicemail your hot takes, and uh, I'll see you when I get back from vacation. And a quick announcement. Uh, we do have the new website up. It is uh, oh kind of... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's transferring right now for uh, the domain. Transferring, so TJ. What does that mean? It means bruisingthebalcony.com is attached to wordpress.com. We're trying to get over to wix.com. All right, nobody knows what that means. You're boring us. Nobody knows what that means. So we'll have the new website up by next week. Uh, brand new stuff. We'll have Man. Twitch on there. We're going to have a live Twitch. stream av- availability. It's going to be great stuff. So, Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. Let's go, Blues. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.